Guru Nation, thank you for checking out another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. If this is your first time here, or maybe not, I appreciate it. Like, subscribe, leave a review. I really appreciate it. I wanted to get my sponsors out of the way. The first one is my DSCS site network. We help sites get studies, help them do their budgets, help them with SOPs, a shoulder to cry on, anything you can think of. We help sites across the country do. The more sites in our network, the easier it is for us to get studies and from sponsors and CROs directly. If you're interested, check out the link in the show notes, a low monthly subscription fee. That's my company. Also, CRA Academy. If you're interested in learning how to become a CRA, check out the CRA Academy. The only program out there with a real internship opportunity through my CRO for all graduates of the Academy. Also, CRC Academy, same thing, but for coordinators with real internship opportunities. And now I wanted to get to my sponsors who help make this show consistently available to you and well-produced. First one is Viva Site Vault. Links in the show notes. Free electronic investigator site file. Free digital signatures. Free delegation of authorities log, all digital, go paperless. It's completely free. If you ever wanted to try going digital, at least for the investigator site file, check out Viva, link in the show notes. Next is Versatrial. It keeps your study portals organized. It's collaborative. So all staff at your site can get access and use it. We have 12 15 links sometimes per study to different portals. This keeps everything in one place. It keeps all your passwords. So it's just one click. And it also has an amazing feasibility tool to help you do feasibility surveys a lot quicker and a lot more efficiently for free. Next sponsor is Creo. This is the only one that's not free, but I think it's well worth it. It's eSource, it's eReg, it's CTMS, it's patient recruitment, it's patient payments. And you don't need to try all those things at once. You pay for what you need, but it is amazing. Once you start using it, most likely for the e-source, you're gonna want the CTMS. You're gonna want the automatic invoicing. So when you click on your e-source, dry ice was used for a lab, it will automatically send the invoice to the sponsor for the dry ice, saves you time. Countless things like this in Creo, amazing tool, check it out. Next sponsor is Inato for experienced sites. If you wanna get studies for free, Inato's the way to go. I just got my first study recently through Inato. It did take a few studies for me to filter through, but Inato actually does a really good job of making sure that it's a study that you actually wanna take. And they even do one-on-one -on -one Zoom calls with you and your PI or whomever from the site wants to join to see if a study is the right fit for you. And it's absolutely free. They get nothing out of it. I think the sponsors pay them on the back end. And it's amazing. So check it out. Inato, link underneath in the show notes, free. Finally, my last sponsor, 1N Health. This is a central patient recruitment vendor. They currently do not work with sites. But if you're a sponsor or a CRO, they are the best. I've used all of them. I've been doing this for 17 years plus. They are the best leads, the best interface for coordinators. You can text patients directly from the portal. 
they literally saved one of my studies recently, both at my site. We were just screen failing patients left and right until we finally used one end health and we got ourselves a respectable randomization number all through one end health. And they also did this entire study wide sponsor was able to end enrollment successfully because of them. I've never used, I've never been a fan of central patient recruitment vendors. This is the best one. Check them all out. Links in the show notes. Guru Nation, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share. really means a lot to me. Thank you to Instagram for rolling with me on a Wednesday evening. All right. Uh, we're going live on Instagram right now, too. So if you don't follow me there, make sure you do. Okay. This is something I get asked a lot. How do I become a more attractive candidate? Because I get this question from people that are brand new to research. And then I get it from people that are already in research, but trying to do something different in the industry. So whether it's a coordinator trying to be a CRA, a CRA trying to be a CTM, a CTM trying to be uh, a director, a director trying to be an advisor, uh, and then going in between. Remember, Guys and gals, this industry is insane. There are the three main stakeholders, which you should know by now. If you don't, let me go through it again, but you got to watch that five-hour video. But it's the sites. That's where I'm at right now. We converted it to a studio right now, but it's the site. CROs and sponsors. Those are the three main stakeholders. The fourth one that is becoming increasingly more important, and it's becoming increasingly more where the opportunities are, are the tech vendors, whether that's site-focused tech vendors, patient-focused tech vendors, sponsor-focused tech vendors, regulatory-focused tech vendors, clue points is a big one. That's where there's a lot of action, not just climbing up in one of those verticals. Like a lot of people just pick one of those verticals and stay there. Like, hey, I'm going to stay at sites or I'm gonna stay at CROs, or I'm gonna stay at sponsor level. That's fine, and this will apply to you as well. But what about the opportunities, and it's a greater leap of faith, but jumping between the verticals, right? Jumping from site to CRO, jumping from sponsor to site, jumping from any of these to tech vendor, jumping from tech vendor to any of these. So where the opportunities are, and like this should be, a this is probably, an appropriate video for anybody watching, really, myself included, how to make yourself an attractive candidate for whatever it is you're looking to do. So let's start with the commonalities, all right? Regardless of your expertise, your experience level, you have to know who you're applying for, who you're applying to, and what you're applying for. So I just broke it down. There's four types of companies you could be applying to. You cannot, let's say you apply to one from each of those verticals, you cannot send each one the same CV. You have to tweak it. That's four for you guys on Instagram, right? Let's say myself, myself, I am applying right now. I don't care which job I get. I just need a job. So I'm applying to site zero sponsors and tech vendors. I am not using my same resume. I have to understand 
what sites want. I have to understand what CROs want. I have to understand what sponsors want. I have to know what these tech vendors want. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to lie on my resume because you should not do that. You will get caught and you will get blacklisted. What that does mean is what you emphasize, especially when it comes to transferable skills, needs to be prominent. Prominent. We're just talking about your resume right now. Networking is the second half of this equation. But let's get into just the resume part first. So you need to have, you need to understand who you're applying to and what for. You need to figure out in your skill set, everybody's got a skill set. If you just graduated college and never worked in your life, you still have a skill set. You got to dig deep within yourself and figure out what does this kind of organization need? What does the job entail? You got to do your homework. This is where you got to study and prepare. And then what are my transferable skills from anything I've done? So let's take the case of the videographer because he's here and I'm looking at him. Let's say he wanted to be a coordinator. He would just approach a site in his area because that's where I think he would be more likely to get hired without research experience. And he would tell them, hey, you know what? I really I understand what you guys do. I've been studying. I, ha I have my GCP certificate, which anyone can get for free. I have my IATA certificate, which anyone can get for free, right? You can get these things online. I have these things, so I know what you guys do, and I know you need something tangible from me, so I could at least manage your social media presence while I'm learning how to be a coordinator. I can make videos for, for you guys to be on YouTube. I can help you build your brand in the community. That's his skill set, right, that he's going to walk into – a clinic with that would actually be his skill set if he were to walk into the CRO sponsor or the tech vendor although it's more less likely that he would get a job at two of those four probably the tech vendor would probably be the one interested in him as well for the skill set of being a videographer being somebody good on social media and things like that so that's just like a random example I pulled out because he's here there's this, you can apply this to anyone out there. There's something practical that you have that the site or whomever is hiring you, they, they understand because you got to think about the employer. They're taking a risk. If you're, forget about research naive or not. Let's say you're a, you're a CRC and you want to be a CRA because that's really common. That CRO is taking a risk by taking you on because you have zero experience being a CRA, you have zero experience working at a CRO, they're taking a huge risk. They understand they're going to have to waste time and money and resources into training you. So they want to know, what, how do I protect my downside? What can this person do for me from day one? Well, they would probably know that, they would like to know that this coordinator has done some form of quality assurance, quality control <clears throat> at their site. Maybe they wrote a CAPA plan once or twice. Maybe they trained staff. Maybe they trained coordinators, their fellow coordinators, their colleagues. Well, 
What do CRAs do? They kind of do the same thing. So it's all about how you position your skill sets. And then therapeutic areas come into play too in this example. So this is why I really think you should have a wide variety of studies that you're participating in. You shouldn't just get stuck on one therapeutic area. And if you do, I mean, if you like that, that's fine. I'm not saying to change. Like a lot of people are, hey, I'm very passionate about cardiology or Alzheimer's. I just want to stay there for the rest of my career. That's fine too because there's, you can still tra have transferable skills even between stakeholders. So there's tech vendors that work on Alzheimer's recruitment campaigns. There's tech vendors that work on developing patient-reported outcomes for patients with Alzheimer's. There's a lot of transferable skills, but just keep these things in mind when you are doing that because you got to think about the risk that the employer is taking, whether you have zero experience and you're coming into a new organization or whether you have some experience already and you just want to level up, there's still the a day being the employer is taking a huge risk. So that's the first thing you got to figure out. Actually, the first couple of things you got to figure out is, okay, what's my practical skills that I actually have that I can transfer easily? So if you're a phlebotomist, perfect example. The last person I hired is a phlebotomist. Zero research experience, but she had phlebotomy experience. So with the phlebotomy experience, I knew as a site owner, hey, I'm protecting my downside because if nothing else, she could at least draw blood and we really need that right now at the site. But phlebotomy, that's a commodity, right? Like a lot of people have that skill set. So for me, it wasn't enough, but it was a huge plus. I needed other things. I needed, in this case, I needed someone who knew how to speak Spanish. And I also needed someone who I could feel was a go-getter and like willing to do much more than just stick veins all day long, which is what phlebotomists do. And I wanted to make sure during the interview that this person actually was on board with wanting to do something different and was okay doing paperwork. And I'm glad... It looks like I made the right, we made the right decision as a team because Gracia is like doing really good. She's on her second week and she's doing really good. She's doing probably better, slightly better than what I thought. So, but I had to protect my downside too. So transferable skills, figure out what, what you can immediately bring of value to the new position or organization you have no way of knowing what they need unless you study them. And now you get into the networking aspect. So the best way to study a position you want or an organization you want or a new technology paradigm that you're trying to study is to network with these kind of people. Now, shameless plug, in about seven minutes, I'm jumping on save our sites conference zoom we're planning our first inaugural conference saveoursites.com conferences especially affordable ones there's a lot of free stuff going on acrp socra they have free local chapter meetups in a lot of areas they have paid paid memberships as well and they have the expensive yearly conferences that might be worth going to as well but 
if budgeting is an issue, which it is for most people, myself included, the free stuff, the free stuff works. LinkedIn works. Being on these YouTube channel in the comments, being on people's live streams, myself, Brad, Dr. Fox, SOS when we go live, being in the comments. I know people that have gotten hired just by watching live streams and being in the comments because you're networking with other people in the comments, like these Instagram lives too. Like if you're networking with people in the comments, you can actually meet new people without leaving your house. You don't even need to leave your bedroom to network with people now. So LinkedIn, social media, it's huge. There's enough content creators out there, myself and a few others out there, that can support an entire ecosystem of people as long as they're willing to go out and do it. And it's a lot of hard work. This stuff sounds like it's easy. It's not easy. All right. What's easier is going on Indeed and just clicking apply like a thousand times a week. But without giving any consideration to your resume, what it looks like to the employer, you cannot click apply button a hundred times on a hundred different jobs with the same resume. You should be changing that resume up at least four versions. Like I said, the version for the site, CRO, sponsors, or the tech vendors. If you want bonus points, you have like therapeutic expertise or special skill sets like managing websites, managing social media. That's another one. You want to add these skill sets based on reverse engineering the job description of the jobs that you are applying for. So that's hard work. Networking, meeting people is hard work. Even if you don't have to leave your house, just going to LinkedIn, going to these live streams, leaving comments, people read those things. Like I know people that have been hired just from the LinkedIn live stream comments they've been putting. So, and then private networking too, like messaging someone on LinkedIn. Hey, I saw your post that you wrote or I saw the meme you made. Now don't try it with me because like it's, the inbox is crazy, but like there's people out there that are posting these things that don't have a lot of followers, so they don't get that many messages, but they are people that you want to be networking with. Say, hey, you know what? I've never worked at a site. What is it like? Can, can you tell me like how I can probably get into one? Here's my skill set. What do you think I could do? If you talk to enough people about these things on LinkedIn in the right way, you can't be giving people orders that you don't know. Hey, check out my resume. But look, ask genuine questions. Leave genuine comments on people's posts, on their live streams. Go to physical conferences when you can. Figure out what conference is happening near your area. Like the one that just occurred was uh, SCRS in, in uh, Florida. So if you're in that area where they're doing SCRS, you don't even have to pay to go to the conference, just show up at the resort and hang out with people there. Like just start talking to people. You can also go to research sites in your area. You can deconstruct entire companies from those four verticals that I brought up. So you can find all the sites in your area because sites are like a local thing. And then with the CROs, you can find like the very niche CROs, like the specialized, smaller CROs, the better because the big ones the big ones, this strategy is tough. The big ones, they need some research experience. But even if you have research experience, it's not enough for some positions at these big CROs. 
for example, CTM or study director, right? You're never going to get a study director role at a CRO. You're never going to get a CTM role at a CRO without sponsor or CRO experience. So if you've been working at a site, let's say for two decades, and you're all the way up at, to a site director, of course you can do CTM and you can do study director, but no one's gonna hire you for those roles. Why? Because you need to figure out your transferable skills to get yourself in this hypothetical example at a small sponsor or at a very small CRO, ones that you've never heard of that are not household names, and let them know, hey, I will work my way up from CRA, I will do in-house CRA, whatever you need me to do, I will do it. You work your way up into CTM role, you transfer to a bigger CRO, you do that for a year, you transfer to a pharma company like a biotech, you do that, especially a small biotech, you can be study director. Then now, once you're study director at a sponsor level, you can get any job you want, CRO, site level, the issue is they're going to say, well, you're overqualified for this. Are you okay with that? That's different issues to have. But there's always leveling up. There's always maneuvers to be making, myself included. I'm looking for advisory roles now where I get stock options in certain companies I think are promising. So I'm really playing in that tech side of research a lot now. I, was, I just did this with Versatrial. We had a public exit. Um, Florence acquired them, so I got to be involved, at least on the back end of that process, and guess what? Now I have advisory experience on my resume that I can leverage into other things, too. Other tech vendors, other other uh, small biotechs. I'm, that's where I'm looking at for myself, personally, at least at the moment. So, wherever you are, whether you're research naive, or you have experience and you're looking for the next thing, it's really all about networking. Saveoursites.com. Network with like-minded people. Find the people on LinkedIn. Find the people in the YouTube comments. Find the people in the Instagram followers. Find the people commenting on other people's stuff that you like. And just start networking with them. Never forget the four stakeholders. Sites, CROs, sponsors, and tech vendors. Never forget the interplay between them. A lot, a lot of the tech vendors right now are interested in, well, how do sites feel about this? We are trying to sell this to sites. It'd be nice to have some site experience on board. Same thing with people who have had sponsor level experience because a lot of these tech vendors are looking to sell products to sponsors. Hey, we really need sponsor, sponsor expertise. So if you've been on the fence, let's say you've been at a CRO your entire career, and your career is not, not headed in the direction you think it is, maybe you need to go to a small sponsor or a smaller site or a tech vendor. Or maybe you can get a consulting gig on the side, but it's not going to happen just by sitting around, and it's not going to happen by using your same CV that you use that's your monitoring CV. You got to tweak it. You got to let them know, make it foolproof. Hey, what's their downside? But the opportunities are there. The magic is in between the verticals, but the magic, if you want, is also climbing those verticals individually. So make yourself an attractive candidate. Be on LinkedIn at least, at least on LinkedIn. Go to conferences, small ones, free, 
ACRP Socra. Save Our Sites is one of the cheapest ones you can get to. SaveOurSites.com. And that's it. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Hope you guys apply this in your career. Bye-bye.